Honey, look, I think something's happened to us. What are you? It's me, Mom. You're not my mother. Yes, I am. Get away, you clone freak! Don't you use that tone with me. Oh, my God, you are my mother. And you're not who you think you are. I know. We seem to be inside I'm each I'm old! I beg your pardon. Oh, I'm like the Crypt Keeper! Okay, that's enough. Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Ultimately, we seek answers to three questions. Does the remake do justice to the original? And if you just watch the remake, do you get a good sense of why the original was successful or not successful and thus remade? But most of all, which movie to watch, the original or the remake? Mothers just don't understand what a person goes through. I mean, I'm an individual, right? I can't eat what I want, wear what I want, to keep my hair and my nails the way I want. Last night we really had it out, though. Listen, I screamed at her. I'm not a screamer, you know? Listen... You're not letting me have any fun, and I'm sick of it. You're always pushing me around and telling me what to do. How come nobody ever gets to tell you what to do? Will you tell me that? You know what you said? Annabelle, I said, when you're grown up, people don't tell you what to do. You have to tell yourself, which is sometimes more difficult. Oh, yeah, I said in this real bitter tone. You know, that always blows my mind. Oh, yeah, you can tell yourself to watch TV all day or go to lunch with your friends, eat what you want for breakfast, or go to big parties or movies with Dad. And do the laundry, I reminded her. And the shopping and the cooking. Make things nice for everybody. Honestly, Bill, that child has not got a clue about my life. Not a single clue. Sounds like a picnic to me. I I wish I could could switch places with her. For for just just one day. day. Hello and welcome to Original Remake. I'm Peter and my co-host is Michael. Hello, how are you doing today? <laughs> that was fair. That a, I don't know. Is that good? Did that sound like Kentucky? I, mean, <laughs> I have no idea how to do a uh, Portland accent. I don't know if there is one. I, I don't know if Portland has one. <laughs> I mean, you might have to throw a little a- Asian twang in it too with that Portland See, uh, I don't know. We don't. Uh, I, I don't pick up on anything with you. I would like if you if I didn't know you, I wouldn't know where to put you. As far as like, oh, he's obviously from here. Me, uh-huh. uh, you know. Okay, for this Freaky Friday episode, I I'm the one that sort of uh, can't sell it because <laughs> obviously <laughs> I'm not Peter. Uh, but we are going to switch roles, and for once, I'm going to do, introduce the original film for original remake, which thankfully uh, it is not a foreign film, as it often is for Peter, and I get to use, usually do the dumb American version, which. If you can hear my voice, that suits me just fine. This uh, 1976 uh, G-rated, very G-rated uh, family film, a Disney production, is about a mother and daughter who on one particular Friday wish at the exact same moment that they could just be the other one for a day. In this case, the film directed by Gary Nelson, Gary Nelson has Jodie Foster as the daughter, Annabelle, and Barbara Harris as the mother 
just labeled on IMDb as Mrs. Andrews, which is very formal uh, compared to the, if you look at the newer ones, IMDb, which Peter is going to do right now. Yeah, the the, the remake is uh, directed by uh, Mark Waters, and it stars uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, as Tess Coleman, uh, Lindsay Lohan as Anna Coleman, the daughter, uh, Chad Michael Murray as Jake, which is the uh, love interest for Anna, uh, Mark Harmon as uh, Tess's uh, fiancé, Ryan, uh, Harold Gould plays Grandpa Allen, and uh, Stephen Toblowski uh, plays uh, Mr. Bates. And in this one, instead of wishing to trade places at the exact same moment, they get uh, a Chinese fortune cookie that makes them switch places. <laughs> and also it's more about that particular, I guess, Chinese uh, or Asian-American uh, proprietor, this businesswoman uh, who decides to take it upon herself uh, to give them these magical fortune cookies or cursed fortune cookies. I don't know. She she appears to be like some kind of like serial cursist, you know, like she tries to give it to like <laughs> this other uh, people towards the end of the movie. It's it was really really weird. Um I I didn't know where they were going with that and I didn't find it racist, but I just it was really I I can't think of the word. I I want to say insulting, but it wasn't insulting. It made me feel some type of way. Let's just say that. <laughs> I would say um as the uh the dumb white guy uh, straight white guys. So I really have nothing to complain about, I guess, in our the way I'm represented on film because, uh, you know, we get all the parts. Um, yes. I did think, you know, I don't know if 2016 they would have gone with that particular origin of the Freaky Friday. Um, but setting aside the, uh, the sort of, I guess, you know, social or political issues behind it, I still prefer the original where it just happens that they say the same thing on the same particular day moment. And I think it's also like uh Friday the 13th. I think it's got that sort of like more traditional vibe there. Uh, the 2003 version has a traditional vibe uh, based in Hollywood racism. So I guess that's a mm. tradition as well. Yeah. <laughs> See, I know you haven't seen these movies cause uh, we talked a little bit about it when, uh, you know, when you scheduled the freaky Friday, but the movie vice versa with um, um, Ben Savage is it Ben? No, Fred, I'm sorry, Fred Savage. I knew it didn't sound right. Fred Savage, the older brother. Uh, and also Judge Reinhold, who plays his dad in that one. They're a father and son where they um, got a hold of this kind of some artifact. You know, it had like a, a skull. It was really weird looking. And, you know, the scene, they both touch it at the same time. And basically, it, it's kind of like the original Freaky Friday where they say something about switching places and then we get them switching places and, and that. So, so that the movie Vice Versa is a little bit more like the original Freaky Friday. So I, I do kind of like that version better. The whole fortune cookie thing was uh was like you know, and it being a curse, I, I was not a fan of that. What did you think about um how each you know mother daughter combo approached their situation? Because I thought uh, I guess I was only aware of the newer one, the two thousand three version. I had never seen it, but like I saw the trailers when it was coming out. And I was, I remembered that line that Jamie Lee Curtis has when she's Lindsay Lohan in her mother's body saying like, I look like the crypt keeper, like I'm so old, all that. Uh, I was kind of thrown for a loop watching the 76 version with Jodie Foster in how each of them embrace 
their day in the life and someone else's body. Like you have, you know, the, the daughter is as the mother uh, playing baseball with her son slash brother, you know, and sort of living it up. And uh, Jodie Foster doesn't seem to be as put out to be in school when the mother's in her body, like she's, she's kind of in her own elements or bossing people around and taking charge a little bit. I think the newer one definitely plays up the, Oh my God, I can't believe I have to go on television and present this book. I have a test I have to take today and now I have to play guitar and I don't know how to get play guitar. Do you like that? They put their characters through the ringer more in the 2003 version. I do. Uh, and before we get into that, I haven't seen either movie uh, as well. Uh, this was a, my, my first time watching both of these movies. And I, too, remember that uh, the line that you uh, mentioned in the in the trailer. Uh, I, I watched the the original first and then I watched the remake. Uh, I do like the approach of the remake better where they are um, kind of going head in, you know, to living each other's lives where the original is, like you said, embracing it. Um, I, it did kind of bother me that we spent very, very little time in the original with the mother and daughter, re, uh, reacting with one another. Yeah, they, you know, they're leading truly like the separate days. Like, yeah, they, they're never basically seen together until like the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I did like the, the remake better because you get, um, you know, them helping out one another. All right. Well, this is Jake. This is the boy I like, you know, and we get to see that play out uh, at the school and, you know, uh, and, and vice versa, you know, where we see, uh, the, the Jamie Lee Curtis inside Lindsay Lohan's character trying to tell her daughter, like, no, the, you know, you need to go and do the, uh, the rehearsal for the wedding. You know, this is what we would be doing. So I, I really liked the, the interactions with, uh, with Anna and Tess in the remake uh, more than the original. Now, both versions have an awkward subplot where the daughter's uh, sort of schoolgirl crush on like an older guy, a teenager, uh, comes into play where the, you know, the the mother, um, at least the mother's body, is the one that has some sort of flirtation with him. Uh, it's a little bit more pronounced in the 2003 version, which I guess is understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what did you think about, uh, how the, uh, the crush was handled in the 76 versus the, uh, 2003 version? Well, the, the problem I had with the, uh, the remake, you know, once Jake was introduced, I was like, okay, you know, th- this, this is fine. And then, when uh, we find out that Jake is actually indeed a good guy and his mother is just not giving him a shot, he starts coming in and out of the movie like like six times. Like he would go away, then he'd come back, and now he's in love with the mom. I'm like, what what is going on here? Really and quick, they, really quick that he falls in love with the <laughs> or falls for. Yeah. Well, I guess that's all it takes, you know, just one afternoon in a coffee shop, you know, with an older woman. So. <laughs> So sometimes that's all it takes. It's just coffee. Maybe he's a big Halloween fan. Maybe that's he that's could be. Um, I, I think that's what it is. Uh, and uh, returning uh, original remake alum, you know, uh, uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis. There, just real, real quick here. I, I was just looking at the credits and the uncredited scene here. I, I don't know if it's a scene or a picture. I didn't see this, but apparently the Mister Coleman that did pass away in the remake was Christopher Guest. So you know who is Jamie Lee Curtis's husband. So I thought that's kind of kind of neat there. Hmm. But I I don't remember seeing. 
I, I don't, I'm pretty sure there was no flashback, but it must have been a picture or something in, in passing or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't notice, uh, notice that. I, I, looking up, I, I thought they were, you know, and probably watching these two like back to back, really like together, uh, you notice some of the nods that I'm sure. Yes. I, I, I would not take up on like, you know, a, a reappearance of Boris as like, yeah. Much Dave older. McFly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, their little touches, you know, references to the uh, the older one. I, you know, we, we talked about the awkwardness of the how the crush is handled maybe in the new one. Like, it's a little more pronounced. Like, he's actually mm-hmm. got a, you know, a thing. Like, he, he says he, you know, he's into the, the mother's, you know, body. Or, you know, mm-hmm. thankfully, I guess it's the, the teenager's mind. And I think that Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, as Lindsay Lohan comments on that. Like, well, at least we know he's, you know, he's kind of good-hearted because he genuinely likes your personality. Um, maybe should have had spent at least one afternoon together when she was in teenage form, if that's all it took mm-hmm. was to have a coffee together. But uh, there's a little bit more, I guess, humor or awkward humor in the original with the Jodie Foster character in her mom's body uh, calling her husband daddy over and over. And you can tell that yeah. he like kind of gets into like he starts basically like, I guess in a, a G rated Disney film, sort of dirty talking, like, cause when she does it, he's like, you've never called me that before. And he's like, why don't you wear that black dress tonight? Like, you- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Gomez Adams. <laughs> and I have to say, I like that better than I did. I guess seeing, uh, the teenager go after Jamie Lee Curtis, like, um, but it's also got a lot more to do with, I just like Jodie Foster better than Lindsay Lohan. And that's not like a, a uh, bold take, I guess now, because Lindsay Lohan quickly became sort of like tabloid fodder, and mm-hmm. it's unfortunate because actually during this time period, I remember reading like, oh, she's got a bright future as like a comedic actress, and I did think that she was going to go more into like, uh, you know, she would be one who would be hanging out with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, like Tina Fey wrote Mean Girls. I thought she would at this point be a character in some of those films, like, um, but Jodie Foster. Her version of a teenage girl is less tropey. It's less of a stereotype, I think. Like okay. from the moment Lindsay Lohan sort of opens her mouth, she's like screeching and complaining about you know all the wrongs that have been thrown her way. And there's a little bit of that with Jodie Foster too. But I don't know. I felt like she just handled it much like a much more grounded kid would. Like she's not constantly like yelling and complaining. She has her complaints, but she kind of just gets on with it. Just like move along. I am curious to see or to even read into like how did they, um, you know, how either, you know, of the four actresses even prepared for this role. One of the things that uh, I really enjoyed about the movie Big with Tom Hanks is that, um, you know, behind the scenes, they both uh, see. I don't know the the actor who played uh, the actual Josh Baskins, but I know Tom Hanks. Um, he I don't know if it was he he said or the director said was that a Penny Marshall movie? You remember? I don't remember. I don't remember yeah. the director big. It's a Tom Hanks he, joint. That's all I right. care about. We'll, we'll call it that. <laughs> um, took that from Spike Lee. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in the movie Big, Tom Hanks spent a lot of time, like, kind of mimicking the things that the actor of Josh Baskins would do. And, and uh, again, I'm throwing this word out, vice versa. You know, they that's how they got their mannerisms, mannerisms down. I don't know if the actresses did that with this one, um, but I do agree with you. Like, I like Jodie. Foster's approach as playing the mom in the um, 
in the original version. In the remake, I I, th- I thought Jimmy Lee Curtis was a scene stealer. Uh, at some points, I felt it being a little tropey, but that's what the movie kind of is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how else, I guess, you'd go about it for a Disney property. Um, I think you hit it on the head, actually. Uh, I was just reading um, just some trivia just on the the production of the, the remake. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Lee Curtis was only cast four days before filming began because it was – before that, it was a net binning. I think she had to drop out late in the oh, game. Oh, wow because of, uh, it said on Wikipedia, family issues or something. Uh, okay. But they really wanted and had been in talks with Jodie Foster to play the mother role, which I think would have been really cool. And she, yeah. I think she was interested, but she was afraid that it would, uh, in her words, would be too much of a stunt, that it would take away from the rest, you know, Lindsay Lohan and the rest of the film, just because that's mm. all I want to be talking about. I still think that's a killer idea. That's a, like a better, like it just would have been interesting, especially for this show, to watch Jodie Foster as uh, as a kid and then as age appropriate mom who you know uh hooks up with teenagers <laughs> i mean they they brought boris into this world so we're to assume it's it's almost the same universe <laughs> why not just have it take place with uh you know joey foster's character as now she's the mom and now it's happening with her are you aware of the uh the second version the i guess the first remake of this i mean the true remake the, the tv one yeah i see i no. was not i didn't even know but I was watching it with my fiance, and she um, she said, "Yeah, isn't that the one with the diving competition?" And I was like, "There's a diving competition in the Lindsay Lohan one." I was like, "I don't, I don't think so," because like, the poster's got like a guitar strapped to Jamie Lee Curtis, and so I was like, "Maybe they're just gonna throw a lot of things in there." That's one thing I think is a bonus to the newer one is it's sort of crazy everything that happens in the span of a day in the original. As far as she's got like a field hockey match like in the middle of the day like at noon while going mm-hmm. to school and then later like right after school that afternoon because it's still sunny out like she's got some sort of <laughs> water sport competition like where she's there's i think there's like too much clearly too many like hijinks in the original that probably played better as family comedy then but it's ridiculous now. Like just the the chase sequence with the cars. It seemed right. like there was always a chase sequence in those you know sixties and seventies films if they were directed at like families, like silly cops like falling down and the cop car being split in two and all sorts of uh, right. Yeah, I would like <laughs> to see Michael Bay direct that that action sequence. You know, I I did the, uh, find that funny. You know, the uh, the the cop vehicle splitting in two. No, but you're right. It, there was a lot of things going on at the end of that re- uh, the original movie. And I'm just like, what, what, what is going on here? And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I actually did start dozing off like towards the end of it. And when I woke up, it was all those chase scenes. So I did have to go back a little bit. And I was like, what is going it on? It doesn't really like, make how... that much more sense, though, even if you're Okay, awake. good. All right. We, so, so it wasn't just me. So I was wondering, like, why are we here at this point? Like, what is going on? Is this a reason to get them back together? I mean, so I, I did find that very unusual. So that's why I did, um, kind of like the, the remake better because it was actually, uh, e- you know, easy to follow, uh, for me anyway. And, uh, I don't know. It just, uh, things just made a little bit more sense. It's very slick, right? Like they set things up better in the original as yes. far as like, uh, she's in a band early in the film. Other band members like, Hey, you know, some other band dropped out. We can get this audition at the house of blues. You set up that the mom's getting married. Um, and that the rehearsal dinner is the same night. Like that's our, so we're building to that moment. Yes. Uh, I think the only thing that builds to the climatic, you know, water set piece of the original is Jodie Foster 
and voiceover, which isn't really used throughout the rest of the, the film where she's just explaining her childhood. She's like, yeah, I'm pretty good at this. And I also like hockey and you know, me and my mom don't get along. It's not, you know, it's, it's not handled as, um, gracefully as I guess it is in the 2003 version, as far as handing out that information. Yeah. I, I like a lot of, you know, a lot of the subplots too, you know, it's just a, a misunderstanding from both parties, you know, with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan, you know, there's this other thing going on with her, you know, being in detention all the time. That's how she met the, the love interest, but also, you know, Stephen Toblowski's character, you, you know, being out to get her come to find that he actually asked out her mom, to Mm -hmm. prom like in high school and being rejected and now is out to get the daughters so so there's all these little things that i i really did enjoy uh about the remake and you know i'll be honest with you i started the original movie you know pretty late in the evening um probably probably like around 11 o'clock and i had planned to watch the original movie and then the remake the the, you know the, the next day uh but i started the remake anyway and i was actually engaged enough that i stayed up all night to to watch the movie, uh, but I, I guess I guess that that was when we were originally supposed to record was the next morning too. So I was going to wake up a little even earlier to watch the movie and then record. But um, so you're not yeah, giving full I, credit to the new one. You're saying that you still were under uh, under uh, under the clock then at that time. Well, it. Or are you saying it no, is good enough to hold your attention? You you it was it. yeah okay. yeah yeah it, it was um, I. I was actually very pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed the remake. Uh, it being, you know, what well, this came out in 2003, so I was like 20 years old. You know, I already had a toddler, you know, starting, uh, yeah, I was new into my relationship, who I'm, I'm married with now. Uh, just had 14 years, so at this point, we're like maybe one year in. So, you know, I wasn't going to be really... Uh, in a hurry to watch a Disney property with a, a Lindsay Lohan. You weren't there opening weekend, Peter. Don't lie to me. No one uh, else okay, is listening. I, That's right, fine. Right, you can admit right. it. You know, I was on Fandango. I pre-ordered my tickets. You know, so I can get <laughs> the, out. the you know the cup that comes with it, and you know the popcorn box. You know, it all there was all two. I'm assuming swag right? that came. You get, yeah, you get the the mother and daughter version of it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, but you know, I. Annette Benning, I think that would have been, you know, uh, a little bit different. I I like Jamie Lee Curtis, and I thought uh, she's really funny. I loved her character in True Lies, you know. So I think Annette Benning could have done it well as well. But I also find Annette Benning a little bit more attractive. So that would have been really interesting to see. Um, I think it would have been you... too similar to her American Beauty role, where she's sort yeah. of an overbearing mother. Right. Has all together, and then we would see her kind of freak out. But in this case, that, it would be the that daughter. did come out before yeah. too. So yeah, uh, I'm sticking with Jodie Foster as far as who I would prefer. I kind of agree with you that I thought Jamie Lee Curtis, and maybe it's because she just joined the production so late. Uh, she's she's way over the the top. Like the original version is also over the top, but it's I don't think it's the way the characters talk or react to things. It's just what they're doing. Like the mother mm-hmm. just appears skateboarding. Like she's not like zany that was kind of weird yelling, but she just like and you know as the her husband you know slash dad's talking to her, she just kind of skates by. Um, I I think that it's just a difference in style. Like they don't in the newer one they don't have the set pieces that are big and loud and brash, like the original with the car chases and the mm-hmm. the water skiing. Um, you even have a moment where Jodie Foster for whatever reason just runs over cones. 
like and then like a cone like lands on her head and she's still driving saying like i can't see i don't know it's <laughs> it's a totally different style of humor for family films but that being said in the 2003 version the characters are much bigger and louder and brasher and they yell and scream and they you know they pratfall like there's a moment where we see jamie lee curtis at her tv appearance like crowd surfing so that's right that's so you get you get the same kind of tone it's just how they they choose to use it with like props or with the, the actors themselves yeah another character that i wasn't a big fan of in the remake was the, the grandfather you know the, the whole he just every time you see him he's shouting earthquake uh, it was just really unnecessary you know you already got this uh, fiance in ryan that uh, i felt was a little under underused but hey, you know, should have been Stephen Tobolowsky. That's my main complaint. I hated that he was the jerk that still was holding high school grudges on people who wouldn't like give him the time of day. I wanted him to be the Mark Harmon part because I think he's a catch. Okay. I like Stephen Tobolowsky. I would have liked him yeah. better as the, the fiance. Right. You know, he could have been playing his uh, his role for Memento. That would have been fun. <laughs> also, kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> what about if he's just Ned Ryerson? What if that's the reason the daughter doesn't like him from Groundhog Day? Because oh, right. then he would match them. He would match their zaniness. Yeah, no, you're right. I think that that would have been great. See, I I, I remember Ned. I couldn't even like tell you his last name, uh, but it's that's that's into great. My subconscious, I'll wake it's, up. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's one we'll have to do on my show. Should we? Uh, yeah. What is that show, by the way? No, oh, Hydrate Level Four. You can find that on <laughs> followingfilms.com. Uh, upcoming episode will be a Cable Guy with you. So. Great episode. Uh, oh. well, I think I'd sort of, uh, I didn't mean to steer us that way, but, you know, towards the end of these episodes, we tend to go into how we would remake it if we were going to do it yet again, in this case, for the fourth time officially. But as you said, it's been remade. Uh, the, the premise has been remade over and over. Like oh, yeah. The, uh, the yeah. change up. Even uh, with, like uh, Father, Like Son was another one. Ryan Reynolds, uh, Jason Bateman came out like about five years ago. Yeah. Peeing in a water fountain. That's my favorite way, actually, for them yeah. to do it. Would have been. I've done that many a times at the uh, the sports venues. You know, where I'm peeing next to a guy at the urinal. I was I was attempting to do the Freaky Friday with you by wearing the Rip City shirt that you got me in honor of your team still being in the playoffs and mine not. Oh. So I'm fully on the bandwagon for Blazers. So, um, oh, don't say that yet. We have a listener that might be a Warriors fan. Oh, do we? Dave. <laughs> oh well. Uh, I thought I thought you were in a bandwagon. I, I I exclude him from that because he lives in that oh, area. Okay. Yeah, he he had to suffer through the Stephen Jackson years, so he's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stephen Jackson's about that life, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so if we were going to remake this officially for the uh, the fourth time, uh, I'm already casting Stephen Tobolowsky. No questions asked. Uh, it's non negotiable as the fiance. But if we were going to do the mother daughter combo yet again, who'd you who'd you put in those roles? Well, uh, I'll stick with you and just go Jodie Foster because I, I like it kind of uh, – and, and it doesn't have to be the exact same universe. But the fact that they brought uh, Boris back for a little cameo, and again, it, I think it only helped because we saw uh, you know these movies basically back-to-back. Uh, but if you hadn't seen the original, you wouldn't have known who the hell Boris was, and that wouldn't have landed with anybody. But um, – you know, yeah, bring back uh, Jodie Foster as the mom, and then we'll have her daughter switch places with her. Uh, I don't know many, like, female actresses or young female actresses, because the ones that I do know, they're all, like, late in their teens now, probably early 20s. You know, your Abigail Breslin and uh, even the other Fanning sister. L. L. Yeah, so I've I think she's one, getting up there in age now. But she's too old for this part now. See? Yeah. Uh, but I think it would have been perfect um, 
not at this time period with Jodie Foster, 2003, because Panic Room came out in 2002. Don't go with Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. As Why? Jodie Foster's daughter. They're the characters from Panic Room, and Jodie but, Foster is also the character from Freaky Friday. So we connect Panic Room to this universe. Did I tell you my little story with Panic Room? I don't think so. That's um, me and my wife's very first movie together. Uh, that's the first movie we went on a date well, uh, together. And it's a good hand-holding movie. It's kind of tense. It's dark. A little you know? bit, sure. You know, there's one point she always talks about how I gave her the chills uh, in a good way. Uh, I leaned over and go, can I ask you something? You know, whispered that into her ear and go, is that a boy or a girl? And that always <laughs> stuck with her because she thought I was going to go some, something different, you know. And, and I said that. Uh, and I was legit serious. Like, I couldn't tell if Kristen Stewart was a boy or a girl in that movie. Well, clearly so, you can now. That's not, you know, she's now she's aged. Uh, well, that, you know, that's what I'm saying. This wouldn't have been in 2003 because I think even then Kristen Stewart would have been like a middle schooler. Like, she, we couldn't have even gone like to the high school experience. Um, okay. But, so if yeah, we, if, if we want to stick, if we want to, uh, if you want to go back, in, in time and not like, let's say 2016. But if we want to go back to Jodie Foster from Panic Room, I would say, hell, you know, somebody else from the Mickey Mouse, uh, not Mickey Mouse Club, but somebody from Disney, you know, like a Selena Gomez or a Victoria Justice, you know, one of those that were kind of up and coming in those uh, Disney TV shows, you know, back in the day. Wasn't Brie Larson from that group as well? That just won the uh, you know Oscar? I'm, I'm not sure to be honest with you. I think she was. Uh, and Brie Larson, like I've you know kind of known her name, it, and you know I don't do new release movies, so I'm not very familiar with her. And the first time that she really caught my eye was actually being the sister in Trainwreck. So that she, was, I don't want to say that's my stuff. first introduction, but oh, I'm I'm sure, but like I, she was never like a a, a name for me just because I don't watch a lot of. Did you see Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Just the one time, so I couldn't even tell you who she was. She's the ex, like the the one that really messes up poor Michael Sarah, which is kind of a different part for her because she's usually like a fairly likable character, like in Trainwreck. Okay. Um, all right, so, well, you know, kind of sticking with not necessarily Kristen Stewart or Brie Larson, but maybe that age group. Uh, do you think a Freaky Friday edition where it's not about a high school student, where it's still the mother daughter relationship, but maybe it's about two adults? about mm. two different generations would work. And are there two just adult actresses you would like to see? And it doesn't have to be Kristen Stewart. I'm just, I'm trying to really weasel that in to make that panic room connection. Yeah. I just, um, so we're talking about like a, a young adult, right? Yeah. Cause uh, be I don't want to think yeah. good. Cause I, I wouldn't want like a, as, as great as this might be, I wouldn't want like a Betty White and a Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> I don't want anything like that. I don't want to see Jamie Lee Curtis acting like an old woman. Um, if we went with like a, a young adult actress, I mean that that opens up you know quite a bit. I mean we could do a Brie Larson and a, a Jodie Foster, you know maybe even somebody older than Jodie Foster, I guess. Um, hmm. Do you do you have me try to think of something? Mother daughter. Um, I have. Uh, it doesn't really age it up, but it just struck me that uh, Vera Farmiga. Who's on Bates Motel as uh, Norman's mother? Okay, so this oh, is a great Mother's right. Day episode we've got here. It's an alum from the department. Yeah, yeah. We just Original keep going remake, back. We, uh, we need we to do can, a Vera yeah. Farmiga month uh, or Jamie Lee Curtis month. We're, we're getting bad about that. I'd be I'd be okay with that. <laughs> but her uh, her daughter, uh, who I believe was in uh, American Horror Story, 
the first season. Okay. Um, and I'm probably she probably they actually could do like a uh, a teenage version of this. I think she could play young. So um, yeah, that's that would be my actual real life mother daughter that I think would be cool to to see do this. Yeah, uh, Tessa Farmiga, who has been in the Bling Ring. Did you see that? No. The let's see, six years, the final girls. Uh, all I know her from is American Horror Story, so that's that's all she's not done. But uh, she did do a movie where she played the teenage version of her mother in a movie that Vera Farmiga hmm. directed called uh, Higher Ground, which is actually pretty good. So, yeah, that's my those are my two picks. If if you okay. will allow me, the Twilight um, Girl, I guess. Okay. No, I will Twilight Girl. Um, the okay. The, I just thought of one. I, I know nobody would ever ask for this, but uh, Melissa McCarthy as the mom. Okay. Okay. And uh, is it Jillian Bell that was in the the night before, and also Twenty Two Jump Street? Am I? Yeah. You know, yeah. Seth Rogen's wife in twenty. Um, yeah. The night before, so maybe she's the daughter because I, I, you know, I'm thinking. Comedic actresses. I'm, I'm thinking Pratt Falls and things like this of this nature. You know, if we're sticking with like a a Disney property, you know, these these two actresses, you know, do like that already. Well, more so Melissa McCarthy. Maybe this would be kind of up their alley. Um, but as far, far as like about this earlier too, you know, when we we're talking about like the approach as to how you know uh, the the switches take place, you know, I, I want to see like a Christopher Nolan. You know, taking over uh, a Freaky Friday and, and giving it a real world like this is how it would really happen in real life scientifically. Oh, you, you know, sci-fi. Version I, I want to see it. that approach. Gotcha. Yes. Yep. All right. So a black hole. You know, where the mother and daughter are. Uh, you know, they work for NASA. <laughs> they go into space, come back, and they're swap places. I don't know. You Presumably, know? I, I would like a uh, real world approach to it, though. We would have Jessica Chastain as the mother, and then the girl who played. A younger version of her in Interstellar doing a mother daughter version of it. It just could chest in anything on it. The number one fan of she, she can play both versions. Is she, you, you can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. She is. Uh, we can age her up so she can play the daughter as well uh, and the mother. How about that? I think she's fully capable of it as much chastain as possible in our, in our <laughs> version. I think she, she could play her fiance too. <laughs> no. you know, it'll, it'll be like Tom Hanks and cloud Atlas. He can play everybody. <laughs> That's just a complete ego trip for an actor, and also I think that there understand that movie. There are different motives for you and I wanting Jessica Chastain to play the <laughs> the fiance of herself. Um, yeah, I like the Jillian Bell Melissa McCarthy pick. Um, I like the the Farmiga uh, mother daughter combo. So I think there's a lot of options here. And as we've said with Hollywood, they've already kind of done many versions of this with guys with different age groups um, and different mm. sort of uh, relationships and expectations. So uh, yeah, there's a lot you could do with it. Uh, the 2003 version is a fairly straightforward remake of uh, the new one. It's just more updated. Uh, thankfully. Uh, I don't think it's as dated as I expected it to be with 2003. Uh, although I read that initially Lindsay Lohan's character was written as a goth and she was the one that vetoed that. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. Ver-. And that would have been really bad. It would have been really terrible, I think. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you like Lindsay Lohan at all in the remake? She's okay. I think she's better than Jamie Lee Curtis, shockingly. Like, hmm. 
I I much preferred her playing, I guess, buttoned up than Jamie Lee Curtis like playing young again. Um, because I felt like when Jamie Lee Curtis was playing young, she wasn't even really playing her teenage daughter. She was playing like an actual child at times. Like yeah. I mean, you you have like you know a teenage son. I don't think that they're constantly like pratfalling and being silly. Like they they can be rather you know sullen and withdrawn. So yeah, I felt like when she took over, it went just for comedy all the time, which is fine. It's a kids' movie, so they they kind of want to see the older lady play silly. I I, I did like um, watching Lindsay Lohan because I was like I I can see what people were kind of seeing before you know she became. You know what she was known. Yeah, yeah. Sure, we'll we'll go with that. But I, it was really hard to kind of like not think about those things as I was watching the movie. Yeah. You know that 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 really you know her um you know her uh, girlfriend the DJ and and uh, pictures of her dressed as Marilyn Monroe uh, photo shoots you know those kind of things and then her machete you know did you see that one? I don't think I caught that one. Oh, you, you get to see some Lindsay Lohan for sure in that one. So you're saying it's a little bit easier to watch the original with Jodie Foster going on to win two Academy Awards, I think two, and having like a long career and be like, okay, I can see how that kid, that kid went on to big things. Yeah. Lindsay yeah, Lohan and- is a little bit worse because you're like, hey, this she's going to have a big career. Oh, wait, she didn't. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how it happened. I, I was sitting there watching Jodie Foster and I was like, yeah, you know, Nell and... uh and I went Silence straight to like Flight Plan, and I know, like I, I don't know why, but I was skipping like all these early movies, Contact, and all that. Uh, but yeah, I was jumping around with her, but I was like, yeah, okay, I, I can see it. And Lizzie Lohan, I was like, she's actually pretty good. I can see what people thought, you know, th- um, thought how she would go on to do like really good things, and it's just unfortunate, unfortunate that she had those issues. That's perhaps the most dated thing about the 2003 version. Uh, the 1976 yeah. is pretty much dated all over. Uh, the opening credit sequence, which I thought was really silly, but I kind of liked it. It opens with a, a song and an animated credit sequence. Oh, it's right. just <laughs> very much saying we're a Disney family film. Uh, and I kind of like that better. I like that better than the uh, you know hot topic rock that we get with the updated version that I don't think kids would actually listen to. Um, so You know... Th- the uh the the funny thing about watching the remake is there's there was at least a couple like different cover songs in there too. There's at one point in the coffee shop they're singing the uh was it baby hit me one more time but it was a cover. So there was a couple of times where I was like, hey, they're stealing our idea for original remake where we throw covers at the end of our episodes. We should so, probably uh, go ahead and pimp out our stuff because I plan to use that cover, which basically means that people are going to turn this off very quickly as soon as the music plays. Cause... Or they might enjoy it very much depending on the uh, the artist. Yeah, you I might find, find a better a really one, one. Better one than what's in the movie, which I thought yeah. me and oh, yeah. Brittany both laughed at when he was like, everybody loves this cover. We look at each other like, who the fuck like that cover? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, next time on original remake, we will be uh, celebrating, I guess, the civil war that's happening in the Marvel universe with the third uh, version of the MCU's Captain America film coming out. We're going to go all the way back to the first one, Captain America: Winter Soldier, and then I believe it's the 1990 Captain America that is in no way associated with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, I think that was the first time Captain America was ever put onto film. Um, I'm not sure. I know there were some other ones. I don't know if they were TV movies right. or what have you. But I, I've seen other incarnations of Captain America where his mask was a helmet. 
Okay. Well, maybe he's just Pretty always terrible. on a bike or something. He's just being he's safe. Good feet, I guess so. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, that's team, what we'll be doing next cap. time. Team Cap. Uh, yeah, definitely Team Cap here because we're not we're not doing any sort of Iron Man related episode, um, <laughs> or, or just a Civil War episode with you know Gettysburg or something. <laughs> uh, because we appreciate listeners. So uh, if you appreciate us, let us know by contacting us on Twitter at Original Remake. You can listen to this show if you're not already subscribing. We are on iTunes. Thank totally to myself. I was all involved in that. Uh, mm-hmm. Stitcher um, and the Google, other shows on <laughs> followingfilms.com include my own War Machine vs. War Horse, where we look at a new release and that inspires a conversation about two older films with a similar theme but different approaches. Uh, you can tell I've said that just over 200 times at this point. You can find me on Twitter at War Machine Horse. Peter, where can they find you to interact with you and your other show, Hydrate Level 4? You can find me on Twitter at HLF Podcast. Just stands for Hydrate Level 4. Pretty active on there. That's probably my main account if you want to get a hold of me. So, yeah, uh, again, original remake on Twitter or uh, or um, followingfilms.com to check out our content. Love. Uh, white stripes. Can't stand them. Oh, I know me neither. I mean, get a bass player. Oh, I love this song. Am I so lame that I would love Baby One More Time? Not this cover's classic. When I'm not with you, I lose my mind. Give me a sign. Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs>